0: Hey. Hi. Here's your reminder that you are worthy and capable exactly as you are in this moment. Really? There's nothing wrong with the core of you and who you are. I think you're right. If you want to be a hot girl, then you are a hot girl. I am. If you want to do Pilates, you can do Pilates. Yes, I can. And never let anyone tell you any differently. I will. Let's start the show. Let's go. hey welcome back to hot girl pilates thank you so much for tuning in and for being patient with me and allowing me to create these episodes when i feel inspired to do so and for just continuing to support it really means a lot and i'm just so grateful that you listen and that you press play on this so thank you so much Before we get into the topic, I did want to do a little bit of a life update, some things that I'm loving, and maybe share some inspiration to you. But feel free to skip right into the topic if you'd like. I want to start with something kind of simple, which is just a new mascara I've been using. (laughs) And it's not maybe the particular brand that is what I would recommend for you, but it's the style of mascara. And it's called tubing mascara. If you have dry eyes, if you have sensitive eyes, or if you just don't like how hard it is to remove your mascara, tubing mascara is so great. It does not irritate my eyes at all. I can sweat in it and it doesn't budge. And then it's so easy to remove at the end of the day. It's kind of interesting because it comes off differently than a normal mascara. It doesn't smear, but it comes off in small tubes, which look like little hairs kind of. And it's just a different design form or a different formulation of the product that I have never tried before. And I don't know how that's possible. I think this technology has been around and for whatever reason, every mascara I've tried has not been tubing. And I just went to the local CVS. I think I heard about this on a TikTok or something. And I found the L'Oreal Double Wear is the one I have. It's a red and white tube and it has a primer on one side and a, you know, the tubing mascara on the other. And it's been awesome. It takes a little bit longer to apply, But if you're willing to spend that extra time applying it, then it's so worth it when it comes to taking it off. And it just doesn't flake, it doesn't smear. I just, I've been really loving it. So I wanted to share. And another update for you all. So this has to do with skin. My last episode, I talked about hormonal acne and just how much of a struggle my skin has been my whole life you know, or at least as long as I can remember. And it's wild. I don't know if it's the power of just the spoken word, if there's some power behind this podcast, but after sharing about it here, my skin just continued to get better and better. And I, I think there's a lot of different factors and my skin is so far from perfect. I have pimples right now as I sit here, but they're so much better like i don't have the giant painful cysts underneath my skin and i just my skin is healing and i'm so grateful and i wonder if that can just inspire you to perhaps share a little bit out of your lips like let something that you think you feel a little ashamed about or a little embarrassed about allow it to leave your lips because If I can be any example for you, it has some power to it when you get it off your spirit and get it off your conscious and, you know, just see what happens. And of course you want to do so in a way that feels safe to you and with people who, you know, you feel really safe and not judged by. And that's exactly how I feel here. And I didn't mention these two things that I've been doing on the last episode because I hadn't started them yet. But I began using a product, it's called beef tallow, okay? Beef tallow is rendered animal fat, (laughs) and I was skeptical at first, but I was just so blown away by some of the testimonials that I had read about it, and... I decided to jump in and give it a go. So I've been using that on my skin and I have to say, it's been awesome. No complaints. I have even been using it on psoriasis spots that I have. I can't say it's been a miracle cure, but I have noticed improvements and I just like how it feels, I like using it, and I'm a big fan of beef tallow, I gotta say. I put it directly on my face. And I know if you're acne prone, it can feel a little intimidating to put something really oily on your face, but it really doesn't feel that oily. It's, it's really unique. And I have to say, I've just been loving it. And another thing I've been doing is no longer using satin or silk pillowcases, I feel like that might be controversial with my curly community because, you know, it's so encouraged to use satin and silk for our hair. But when we went to Palm Springs last, we, my skin already started to, it started to feel like after that trip, it was getting better. And on that trip, I did not have satin or silk pillowcases for some reason. That was a thought in my mind. Of something that was different because I was trying to figure out what was different why was my skin sort of getting better could I narrow it down so I just decided to put my satin and silk pillowcases to the side and try using cotton and yeah I've been loving it I still will wear a like a satin bonnet on my hair but only on day one because um, it just could kind of preserve the style for day two. And then I just want to sleep with nothing on my head for day three. I really can't be too bothered to wear it every single night. But yeah, I've just been loving it. Um, I don't know. I I, I might go back to satin or silk one day. Maybe I'm not washing it properly, but it's been a major improvement. And another thing I wanted to, to discuss is kind of just where I'm at right now energetically. I, you know, I've been so blessed with an incredible uptick in members on RPS, and I've received such an outpouring of love and of support, kind words, validation. I feel so seen, and I'm so grateful for that. And I think even though it might seem like from the sidelines that running an on-demand Pilates platform, you can just do the same thing no matter how many members you have, and it will kind of be the same. Like, I think on-demand businesses have this scalable nature uh, that can be appealing. But I have to say, I think energetically, there is a difference when those numbers go up. And even just you know, when the numbers go up on social media or anywhere, you know, it's been a little bit of a draining week for me. And I have to say there's like like, the support I get from you all keeps me going 100%. But I was thinking like, you know how with dogs, they can redirect their stress. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but sometimes like If the owner comes home and the dog is like so overwhelmed, it will just pick up a toy and then like hold on to that toy and redirect. And Valentino can do that with digging. Um, He gets like really overwhelmed or excited and he'll just start digging. And I am so the same. So I went through kind of a manic phase, like probably not true mania, but, you know, just... bit of a phase where i wanted to do a million things at once i released a new prop guide i started planning the next challenge and i also decided that i just hated the way my bedroom looked has anyone ever felt like that? I was looking at it, I was like, oh, this just doesn't look good anymore. And I can't believe I'm living like that. Like, you know, just the cycle of thoughts that goes through your head um, when you're just in one of these like moments. So I got really inspired to change up my bedroom and I decided to move my bed into a command position. So this is what I read about for Feng Shui is that your bed should be eye eyesight of the door, but not Directly in front of your door. So I made that adjustment and then I got these blackout curtains and I had to install them myself, put in the like little holders, brackets. I had to drill and I made such a mess of my walls, y'all. Like my deposit is so gone in this apartment, the amount of holes I've made. But I got the rod up, it was good. And I slept, I've been sleeping a little bit better ever since I did that, because part of like the new energy that's in my life and this kind of phase I'm in, it's made it harder for me to sleep. I've been staying up later. Um, But I'm really happy that I made these changes to our room. And I think just adjusting your space can sometimes be really helpful, if whether it's to redirect some stress or just to you know, kind of uplift your own environment in a way that makes you feel proud and excited. And yeah, so I I did that and it felt really good. And I, I actually kind of just completed it today. So I'm excited about it. Sometimes those little things make a huge difference, like organizing your closet. I don't know. Those little things really get me. They get me. And this weekend, I am meeting up with the members in LA, and I'm so excited. I, Even though I'm an introvert, and it truly can feel a bit draining to be with people in person and, and to share and, and to connect, it's so worth it to me. So I'm just really excited to do that. And thanks for listening to this little update section. I want to talk about this topic of today's podcast. And a member of mine and a dear friend, shout out Natalia, sent me this article that Time Magazine had written. And I just want to start this off by saying... Wow, has cycle syncing really come into the public eye? When I first got into it, shout out Rachel Brooke. She was a very first guest on Hot Girl Pilates and she introduced me to cycle syncing just maybe like 13 or 14 months ago. And since then, it really has become almost a trend. And I think that comes with benefits and also downsides. So I want to get into some of those specifics. Thank you so much, Natalia, for sending me this article. And I kind of just want to get into some of the specific things that it brings up. Number one, the title of the article is Cycle Syncing Won't Fix Women's Fitness. I think that's a really clickable title. Well done on, you know the controversial title. I think that's part of what reporters' jobs are is to make you interested in the, art- in the article with a title. But I just got to say, like, that's true. Can cycle syncing change and make women's fitness perfect? Absolutely not. There's no way that any single thing can do that but does it add a layer of nuance and of focus and attention that women's fitness has been missing for decades yes absolutely this attention on cycle syncing is something i am so grateful for because it means more studies more information more knowledge But it also means that there's going to be a lot of misinformation and a lot of fluff, we can say. You know how, when anything becomes more mainstream, there becomes like many different shades of depth and of like value to something. So, you know, there's so many, for instance, Mm, like yoga studios. Let's just go with yoga studios. There's so many yoga studios and there's so many great ones, but there's also a lot of eh ones, you know, just middle of the range. And that is the case with cycle syncing as well. What I'm noticing is a lot of the conversation around cycle syncing is missing a lot of the depth and the nuance and the individuality and the importance of understanding how unique each and every one of us are. So my hope is that, you know, if you are interested in cycle syncing, that you can dig deeper beyond just what Allo Moves and Nike, their program, I guess, is called, um, on Allo Moves is called Synced, S-Y-N-C-D, Uh If we can go a little deeper than that with cycle syncing. When I first heard about it, I was instantly so excited because it felt like something that just needed a lot more light shed on it. And at that time, it was really hard to find information that was nuanced in the way I described. And in some ways it was easier because there was less, so it was easier to shift through some of the bullshit and find kind of the most up-to-date information. As I've mentioned before with cycle syncing, there's a lot more room for discovery and for research on this topic. So, you know, there's going to be changes in the science, there always is. But I decided to come out with a guide where I could put in you know, the superpowers that your hormones prime you for during each phase, my suggested movement for each phase as well. And that guide was so wildly popular. I never expected it. And I think it was just because, I mean, I'm not sure exactly why, but, you know, when I came out with it, it was popular. But over the year plus that has been out, it's continued to maintain it's um, popularity where I get downloads on it every single day. it has over 2,000 downloads and that is just wild to me and I'm really really grateful. And in the guide, I wanted to be really clear that each each human cycle is unique to them and that the most important thing you can do is observe your own, cycle and the way that you are feeling throughout your cycle and take everything else as just information to help support you. But if it doesn't work for you, there is no reason to make additions to your life that you don't enjoy. So I think that's an important thing to distinguish when it comes to cycle syncing. I also think it's so important to mention this, and I put this, I think, on like the first or second page of the guide when I first released it, which is that if you are in hormonal birth control, whether you use a patch, a pill, the implant, even an IUD with hormones, you are changing your cycle. And if you, if that is the case, you may or may not be having a true ovulation. And in most cases, you're not ovulating on the pill, for instance. And if you're not ovulating, that is the main event of your cycle. We call it a menstrual cycle, but I've also heard it referred to as an ovulatory cycle because the ovulation is the most significant part of your cycle. So if you aren't having an ovulation, then a lot of the information when it, in regards to your hormones and how each face affects you may not be relevant to you. And it's not that it's completely irrelevant, completely, but you just might want to take everything again with a little bit more nuance. I've also heard that for women or anyone who does not have an ovulation, you can cycle sync with the moon. And I think that's really fun. And it's a great way to just check in and Observe and allow yourself to have different phases and, of course, to really work against the concept that we need to be pushing all the time and that we need to just be grinding, 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 going, going, going. That is so not helpful, that idea, and it's been around for so long. Conversely, it's also important to recognize that if you are are on your period, you are on your bleed, and you have the energy to go and crush an intense workout, give a speech, and, you know, start setting goals, then absolutely do all those things. Absolutely. I just want to acknowledge that. Some of the research around cycle syncing, that's very new, but it does show that your follicular phase is a great time to build muscle. And gain muscle mass. This is so pivotal for our health. And our follicular phase begins on day one of your period. So here's an area where we need some nuance. Okay. The data says I'm going to build muscle during my follicular phase. So I'm on my period. Does that mean I need to lift heavy weights? No, absolutely not. And I really hope that I can make that clear here. Now, especially if you're someone who tends to hyperfixate or get deeply focused on data and um, on optimization, then this is something that you do want to be a bit wary of because each human has unique cycles. We all have unique situations with our hormones, hormone imbalances, PMDD, endometriosis, you know, PCOS, a number of conditions that will affect your hormones, right? Let cycle syncing be a general guideline, a general guideline. I did think it was interesting in the article, someone had reported that they had experienced their most serious injuries in running, which was their activity of choice during their luteal phase when connective tissue can weaken. And I thought that was, you know, an interesting tidbit. That's information that I think is useful. And while we don't have control over our lives, and if there's some physically demanding job or event that comes up for you during your luteal phase, do I expect you to just turn around and say, no, I'm cycle syncing? No. No. But if you do have the control over timing of things, perhaps you allow yourself during your luteal phase, the second half of your phase, immediately after ovulation, if you can allow yourself to slow down a bit, then I think that would be very beneficial. If I could stress two things on this episode, if you listen to nothing else and you just take this in, let it be that. Observing your own natural patterns and syncing to those is the best and most effective way to cycle sync. Let my guide and any other information you absorb about cycle syncing give you a guideline for places that you might be overlooking, and then just use that as information to empower you to cycle sync with your own cycle. I hope that comes across. And another thing I want, the second idea, is that now that cycle thinking has hit the mainstream, be very wary of things that are there to sell you something or to get you to hyper-track and overly optimize and get you hyper-fixated on the, the next toy or the next product or the next tool and the next equipment that you need, because you already have everything you need. And my hope is that it remains, Cycle thinking can remain this special sort of tool for women and people from all over the world to just give ourselves a little bit more grace and not let it turn into another thing that we have to overly analyze and be hypercritical on ourselves for. I'm a huge fan of cycle thinking, but I am not a fan of the fixation with optimizing every single detail of your life because it's just not sustainable and it's definitely not something that I enjoy. But what I do enjoy is Giving myself an outside perspective. It's like a bird's eye view of what's going on in my body chemically that could be shifting or changing the way that I am effective in my life and the processes that I do. So I really hope you've enjoyed this episode, this little life update, and you know just kind of an updated thought on cycle syncing and if you're curious about cycle syncing and you'd like to download my guide please feel free know that there are filters in my library for you to specifically choose which phase you're in and i've selected classes to best support you during that phase but just like everything else in this podcast listen to your own body and don't feel the need to be stuck in any kind of box you are multifaceted. There are so many other things that impact the way we feel day to day. And this is just one tool in your toolbox. The very last thing I want to mention is that I'm kind of entering a bit of a wellness phase and I'm starting to dabble with meditation and meditative practices. So if you're curious about that, if you would like to Join me in some meditation type of practices. If you're curious about moving medica- meditations, please let me know because I am here to serve you and I would like to know your feedback and if it's something you'd be interested in getting support from me on. And it's a new world to me. So I'm in my sponge phase, I'm soaking it all up and I promise to share once I have the knowledge and I have the ability to do so. But if you're curious about it, I'd love to know. And I wish you the very best day. Keep standing so tall and proud. And remember, you are such a bad bee. Okay, talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I would love to connect with you on social media, on Instagram or TikTok, You can find me at Ruth Pilates Studio, all one word. If you'd like to try out any of my classes, on-demand programs, and challenges, and join this community of bad bees across the globe, you can sign up today for a seven-day free trial. Just check out the show notes for the details. And lastly, remember to stand so tall and proud. Can't wait to talk to you next.